Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Tim Connor. I'm a golf coach out of the Pacific Northwest, more specifically Spokane Valley, Washington. I own and operate a golf academy and I spend my days helping people play better golf. My mission has always been simple and clear. It's just to give people more tools, empower them to educate themselves on their own golf swing, make better decisions and grow and build towards whatever's important to them. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I just want to give you a few more things to think about, provoke some thoughts, and help you develop your golf game in the right direction. Today, I want to talk about an interesting topic. Let's talk about lag, club lag, and how it functions in the golf swing, and if you really need it and how much of it you really need. Lag is a confusing term and and maybe thought for most, so let's start by defining it. Lag is the amount of angle you're going to keep between your lead arm and your shaft of your club. So a player that has an extreme example of lag is Sergio Garcia. If you watch him from the front view, the face-on view, watch how his club really tightens the angle to his lead arm. And he's got perhaps the most lag, and he's a pretty good ball striker. But lag really has some functions and it's it's a good thing, but also there's varying amounts of it that can work for you. And I just want to talk through some of those finer details and how to really install lag in the golf swing because most people, when they go to install lag, it comes along with some side effects and those side effects for most aren't beneficial. So it makes it really hard to install in the golf swing. So first, let's figure out if you need it or what's like the right amount. Basically, when you come back with the golf club, and get to the top of your golf swing, you're going to form some kind of angle between your lead arm and the club. Let's say 90 degrees is a good generic angle, and it is a good generic angle. Between your left arm and the club, you should basically make an L at the top of your golf swing. Then as you progress into the downswing, that club should do a couple things. Most great players are going to have that club lag even further behind, and it's going to create And it's going to create a tighter angle than the downswing. So if you started at 90 degrees, let's say we're going to suck that club in and now make it 70 degrees. I don't want to, um, I don't want to bring back any math flashbacks for you, but it's really easy to talk in degrees. Another way to think about it is the shaft of the club is actually going to get closer to your body. That doesn't mean your hands are going to get closer or the butt of the club. It means the shaft of the club is going to get closer to your body as it lags behind you. And it's starting to, what we're really effectively doing is we're loading the shaft of the club with more speed. And it also serves another function. If a player has a lot of leg and they retain that leg into the downswing, they're actually tightening their swing arc, which is also going to drive the low point of your swing or the bottom of your swing further forward, depending on you when you release the club. But generally speaking, if you have more leg, you're going to release the club later in the downswing And releasing the club later in the downswing is going to create a low point that's further forward in the golf swing or more towards the target. So 90 degrees at the top of the swing, all great players are going to, I shouldn't, it's kind of a blanket statement, but it's mostly true. All great players are going to either increase their leg in the downswing or they're going to keep the same amount they had at the top of the the backswing. And then as they progress forward, that club is going to unload at some point. When it should unload really depends on the club you're using and also the style of swing you're trying to make. If you're trying to hit down aggressively on the back of the ball, like you're hitting a wedge or a nine iron, we want to unload the club later and hold the leg longer. If you are trying to hit up on the golf ball, such as a driver, you actually want to unload the leg a little earlier 
And then you also want that ball position more forward to accommodate that more upward swing. And the combination of those two things is really going to com- is going to create uh, an upward angle of attack or just the opposite, a downward angle of attack if you hold on to the club longer and release the club later. So leg serves a couple functions. The one being that it's a speed accumulator. If you have more leg, you have more potential for speed. You're creating more whip in that shaft. And that whip is energy that can be transferred into the back of the golf ball. Secondly, it has the influence to influence the bottom of your golf swing. So more leg basically and held on to longer will create a more forward bottom of the golf swing or more towards the target. And just the opposite, maybe you had too much leg, which is very, very rare by the way, but some people do, or too much shaft lean, and you're just hitting like these low little rockets and you tend to hit it thin. Well, then unloading the club sooner would actually do the opposite. It would move the club or the the low point of your swing further back, and it would also help you get more loft on the golf ball. And also unloading the club at the right time delivers the most speed into the back of the golf ball. If you unload the club too early or too late, you're sacrificing speed. And this is really a rabbit hole, but I think it's a very important one because I think leg has been misunderstood for a long time. Let's talk about some side effects that tend to come with leg. Most players, as soon as they hold onto the club longer, as soon as they create more leg, they're going to create a more open club face alignment in the hitting area. So most players initially will hit the ball more to the right when they, for a right-handed player, when they create more leg. And they, and right away, most people think, well, I'm not making a better golf swing. The question really becomes, what is a better golf swing? If you need more leg, you are making a better golf swing. You just haven't figured out the club face component yet. So a swing that tends to have more leg and more forward shaft lean also tends to need a more closed club face alignment to support those things. And that closure of the club face is done with the hands. It could be starting with the grip. It could be how you rotate the hands in the downswing, which it is for most, or it could be the positions you're hitting on the way back. But really what we need to do is for most of us, we need to have more rotation of the club face in the downswing and just get that club face more closed to be prepared to hit the ball with more leg. So do you need leg? Well, you have to ask yourself, how is my control of the bottom of my golf swing? That would be the first question I would ask. Are you able to create a divot in front of the golf ball consistently? Are you able to hit the ground in front of the ball and have a great strike into the back of it? If you don't know, set a little towel about four to six inches behind your golf ball and practice hitting. And can you swing over that towel and create a divot in front of the golf ball? A lot of people really struggle with this. And that's why leg becomes such a major influencer on how to help them out. Because if they can create more leg, they can do what? They can create a more forward swing bottom. And the net result is actually more swing speed as well. So, which are wins for almost everybody when we're talking to the masses. So most people really do need to pursue it, but they also need to just know that as they pursue it, there are some things that tend to happen. So I talked about the first side effect being an open club face. A lot of people suffer with an open club face because they don't have the club face to support their new golf swing. But over time, you will develop that. You will learn that, especially if you understand how to use your wrists to make that club face more closed. The other side effect is that many people, as they first start to transition this direction, they'll all, their hand path will actually travel further away from their body than needed. And as that happens, they're going to hit the ball on the inside of the club, which feels really bad with a driver and really bad with an iron, especially if you hit a S-H-A-N-K. 
I did a whole episode on shanks. I hope you had a listen to that if you've ever struggled with the shanks. But shanks are really a side effect for a lot of people as they're creating more leg because the hands tend to travel further away from their body. Don't ask me why, but most people, as they first learn how to leg the club behind their hands, their first interpretation of that, or their version one, if you will, is a version where they tend to let their hands stray away from their body, hit it all in the heel of the club, and then from that point, they experience very poor results. That doesn't mean they made a poor golf swing, but they are experiencing poor results. So as you learn, you may need to understand that, hey, let's use some face tape or let's use some foot spray and let's measure our centeredness of hit because we do need to hit it in the middle of the club face. Otherwise, we don't want to create more leg and then have shit results. If your results get worse, was it really a better golf swing? Well, that's an interesting question maybe a debate for another day. Short-term results can get worse and you can get better long-term, but if you understand the side effects, you can work through these things more quickly, more aptly, and develop them into your long-term motor programs and really own them and hone them and refine them over time if you understand and you can build a swing with some processes and really know how to work your way through that. This is why I recommend working with a coach all the time, but I can totally relate and understand if you don't have the budget for a golf coach or you just don't have one available in your area that you can really trust and work with on a regular basis. I understand and I want you to have Knowledge like this, that's why I do the podcast. So it is important to know how you can work through these things. If you can work with a coach, I do recommend it. Pursue whatever's important to you. That means if you want to play better golf and you're struggling with a fat shot, well, chances are you need more leg and you need to understand how to create that leg. And then you also need to understand how to hit the middle of the club face. And then you also need to understand how to keep that club face alignment more closed. So when you do catch it on the screws, it doesn't go sailing right on you. All of these components are very, very important, and that's why it's hard to install in the golf swing. Most players, when they first pursue leg, they just don't get it because their club face is too open to really support it. All right, I appreciate you all for hanging out. This podcast, I would say, was a higher level of talk about the golf swing and how it works. Let me know if you liked it or you didn't, or if you were confused. If you have any questions, reach out to me on the socials. I look forward from, to hearing from you guys every single email or every time you reach out with a success story. Anyway, I appreciate you all for hanging out for another podcast. Submit any questions you have via, to me via email or socials. I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week.